0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Pets in
1: the City is brought to you by Dog.com for everything and anything dog. Shop dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at dog.com and use the promo code SADCITY, S-A-D-C-I-T-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more.
0: New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting metropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City: Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, pet events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West.
2: Well, as you guys all know, the city that never sleeps is also the city that always sparkles. And this fall and winter was no exception to that. I'm going back a little bit to some of the things that I did in the fall. One of them was going to this fantastic blowout on Madison Avenue with Tinsley Mortimer, who is a socialite. But she's going to explain to us a little bit what that means, who is now working with American Humane and the Second Chance Fund. I had the privilege of speaking with Tinsley and also Robin Ganzert, Dr. Robin Ganzert, President and Chief Executive Officer of American Humane, to speak not only about the Second Chance Fund, which helps rehabilitate abused and neglected animals before they can find adopting loving homes, but also what American Humane is up to and some really, really cool history about American Humane. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: This is a Bay Parkbound.
2: six local trains. All right,
0: this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the city will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere.
1: Stand clear of the closing doors, please
0: celebrate your special occasion and
3: give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14 carat white gold exclusively yours from ice.com free shipping over $150 free returns and 30 day money-back guarantee
1: go to ice.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at diamond.com, ice.com or diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash city C-I-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com.
4: There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's
0: over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store.
1: Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code PETCITY, P-E-T-C-I-T-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties, Pets in the City is back with more
2: urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? So, Tinsley, what types of animals have you had in your life, and who do you have in your life now? Well, I've always had dogs, so we
4: had, you know, Shih and lots of osmos, and and uh, and then now, though, I have two chihuahuas named Bebe and Bella, and uh, they're my children. They are my life. I adore them. They're sleeping behind me right now, all curled up. So um, they're my babies. i call the babies. <laughs> How old are they? They are 11 and 12. I've so... had them for a while now. Um, but they are, they're still babies. I mean, you would never know. They are so hyperactive and running around, and mm-hmm. they're
2: great dogs. Now, are you one of the types, you know, as as someone who's uh, very interested in fashion, are you not above dressing them up in in various uh, stylistic clothes? (laughs) You know, I never dressed them up when they were younger. Because they
4: were chihuahuas, I knew the stereotype of that, so I never did that. And now I want to so badly. Because I never did, they hate it. I'll try to put a little cute spot on them. They stand there in the middle of the room so mad at me. They will not move. So, so I, I called them my little naked dogs. They run around naked all day long. <laughs>
2: That's not a bad deal. That's, uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing that <laughs> once in a while. Uh, now, now, you're actually, you're not a native New Yorker, right? Did you grow up down south primarily? I did. I, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I'm a southern
4: girl. But I moved up to New York to go to Columbia University. So I've been here since graduating from Columbia.
2: Okay. And um, now you actually, you went to Columbia University and you majored in art history. Yes, I um, was an art history major. And, uh, you know, my mom was an interior designer
4: and I, and I thought that afterwards I was going to graduate and you know, start working with my mom And then I did a photo shoot, actually, with Vogue magazine at Columbia University, and they were looking to hire uh, either be Anna's assistant or to be in the beauty department as the beauty director's assistant, and I thought it'd be great, you know, to interview, so I, you know, the fashion and Vogue, I just sort of thought, why not, I'll go and interview, and I got a job to work um, for the beauty assistant, and her name is Amy Asprey, who now is actually the head of Teen Vogue, who's the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. And I, you know, just started to, you know, obviously get involved in fashion and, in magazine world and just, uh, kind of, you know, changed the course of my path. I thought before, you know, it was going to be interior design and then I started to get into fashion and long story I ended up, you know, starting design for a handbag company, um, called Samantha Zabasa that, um, is based out of Japan and, um, you know, now fully committed to the fashion world and wanting to do more. So. Mm-hmm. Now, it
2: started. <laughs> now you were telling me uh, an interesting story about um samantha Thavasa, the the um the store now there is the only one on Madison avenue which you know i have to tell our listeners when you walk past it it's kind of walking past uh like a glistening crystal ball <laughs> it's like it's just very <laughs> shiny and bright and you stand there and you're like ooh you know and there's all kinds of beautiful you know obviously uh, bags and designs in there but you tell me it's it's actually a larger chain in japan it is, yes. Um
4: the store in Madison is our only uh, U.S. store, but, uh, they have over 160 stores in Japan. It is a huge company, and they have, the, the store in on Madison Avenue is a very small sort of replica of many of the stores in Japan. There's the big one that, um at the end, if anybody knows about Japan, you know, Amontesando is where the other store, the, the main store is. They you have know, big billboards up on top of it, and, i I think I'm still on a billboard up there. I haven't been back to Japan in about a year, so um I was up there on a big billboard and it's huge stores and all those little crystally sparkly chandelier and turquoise and pink i mean you know it's Japanese so they love you know very girly over the top things and so the store is, is very you know it's very japanese in that way so it's it's very sparkly and cute and um the company is amazing it's Almost like working, I feel like for Disney World. They're just so cute and adorable, and it's such a successful company in Japan. And I've just been so um, flattered that they wanted me to work with them, and, and honored, you know, to, to work with them because um, they are a great company. And allowing me to design and have my own line for about five years now has just been really exciting.
2: Your line is handbags.
4: Yes, my line is called, um, you know, Samantha Nivasa by Kinsey Mortimer, and it's a line of handbags with them, you know, all that this store um, sells. I, I actually do have a clothing line in Japan, but it's called Ricini, but that's only in Japan. But so uh, for Samantha Nivasa, yes, it's just handbags, and, you know, we I sell them in Japan, but as well as on the store, in the store on Madison Avenue.
2: Okay, and now how would you describe your line of handbags as opposed to perhaps some of your other contemporaries who design handbags and accessories?
4: No. It's such a variety of styles. I've been doing this now for five years. And, you know, I basically design for myself. I design bags that, you know, I think that I need, that I want to carry. I am so involved in fashion. I attend so many different fashion weeks, and all my friends are in fashion. And so I see a lot of different trends, and I see, you know, different things that that just sort of, you know, grow on you and that you like. And But I really found that the best way for me to design is really to design, you know, really with me in mind. And people, you know, do Think that I have a good style and that people do, you know, sort of follow me and, and, and for my style. So I, I, it's worked out well that way just to sort of even you know, design for myself. And I love to, you know, I, I do attend a lot of different events and I love clutches because they're so great, you know, for evening. And so I'm, um, there's so many different styles. Um, I typically though, I feel like I'm, I'm a girly girl. So I, I, there's a little bit always of a little bit of a girly element to my bags, I feel. Um, and the great thing too is that they are very affordable. You know, my bags. The highest price is about five hundred dollars, but it's it's between you know two hundred to five hundred dollar price point, which I think is just so great because it's very affordable, but yet they're um, the quality is really great and and the styles are fun and cute and and so I love working in that price point. It, it's it's tough when handbags nowadays cost me thousands of dollars, but um, mm-hmm. it's great so that I can make them affordable. So that's what I love doing
2: you kind of lead into my next question that I was going to ask you. You are often called a socialite. And as you were saying, you attend a lot of parties and a lot of events. I, I know that you had a, a cameo on Gossip Girl, and you actually were on a, was a reality series. Was it called Thai Society earlier this year with some of your, yeah. your friends? How do you feel about being called a socialite? Because I, I know you know it has different connotations to different people. It's like, oh, it you know, it, it's nice to be yeah. thin and rich and pretty. I, I'm going to do that when I come back, you know? <laughs>
4: No, you know it's tough because, on the one hand i I understand why i'm I'm labeled that you know being in new york and and being out and you know attending social events and but at the same time, you know it definitely worked, its definitely work that's changed over time, and I think that it does a lot of have a negative connotation and and it's you know I don't you know of course then love that sometimes to be called it but you know, I think it's, you know, people that know me know that I work very hard, that I work on my bag, handbag line and my clothing line, that I do work with other, lots of different charities and that, you know, I do this now with the American Humane Association and trying so hard to, you know, this is new for me, but really get involved with them and and, and I think if, you know, I just it's hard, I want to be known as Tinsley, not, you know, socialite Tinsley, Mortimer, mm-hmm. it's up to be labeled, it's anybody to be labeled anything um, and certainly when, unfortunately, over time, I think it's developed more of a negative connotation. So it's tough, but, um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, I also understand it, and it's okay. I think that, you know, I just like people, I just want people to know who I am. And it's also sort of my, my purpose behind doing a reality TV show, for people to get to see a little bit more about me and who I am and see that I do work really hard and that I think a lot different than people would think I am if they were just to see me on a red carpet in a photograph. I think that that's the way most people kind of think they know me because of a picture and I'm a lot different than what people would think so you know that's just it's it's you know tough but I wish I had the time to you know lunch and just shop but I, I don't I, I never do that um I I barely you know have the time to just um you know do I think what people think that I do most of the time but um it's not like that.
2: <laughs> so Tinsley all right let's let people in on a secret window of your life when nobody's looking what do you do well, you know, I definitely work sort of out, of out of my home, and my my
4: factory with my handbags is actually a block away from where I live now. So, I'm there a lot of the time, and I'm just doing, you know, everything here. And you know, a lot of times I'm right, even right now, I'm in a big t-shirt and sweatpants. Um, I love <laughs> to be really casual, you know, and I love my dogs, and I spend as much time as I can with them. I'm currently going through a divorce and I, we actually, my former husband and I have joint custody of our dogs. So we share them month to month and, you know, I spend as much time as I can with them and, um, and just, you know, work out of work from home. And I love, you know, when I have downtime, I love just to spend time with them and to, you know, and to, like I said, wear sweatpants and, you know, eat pizza and be normal. And, and that's a lot, you know, about what I do. But, um, but, you know, I think, um, I do attend a lot of events and I have to go to these things and, I think people think that it's um, it's all fun and games sometimes, but, you know, I, I go to these things to whether it's a charity that I, I feel, you know, passionate about or I'm involved with, or maybe my friends are, or they're, you know, involved in the fashion world. There's lots of events to attend. And a lot of times I'm, you know, promoting my handbag line and building my business and my brand and, you know, trying to eventually have more products, you know, under my name that I, you know, design and a part of. And. And trying to build a business here, you know, so I see myself you know the businesswoman and and that's what I would like people to you know to know me as so
2: so, pets in the city, listeners, you heard it here first. Tinsley Mortimer is actually speaking to us in a large T-shirt and sweatpants, and possibly <laughs> ordering a pizza at this very moment. Well, so, maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. So, uh, we'll be right back. And I want to talk with someone who's uh, very important in your life as well right now. Dr. Robin Ganzert, uh who's president and CEO of the American Humane. Association and we're going to be talking a little bit about how you and Robin work together on the Second Chance Fund. You know, one thing I have to tell you is when I was at the party with Tinsley, she was wearing these absolutely fabulous shoes that were you know the heel was about 10 inches high and I said I have no idea how you're standing on them and she was like yeah I envy you and your flats so with that I am going to take me and my flats for a break and I will be right back this
0: is a Pelham Bay Parkbound
2: six local train. all right this is my stop commercial boulevard
0: yeah that's funny pets in the city will be back in a New York minute don't go anywhere
1: anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like,
2: So how do you feel about cat
1: condos? We can say from experience,
2: Feels like home.
4: For her.
1: Enter the code PETCITY10, P-E-T-C-I-T-Y the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com.
0: FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-Day Satisfaction Guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD.
1: Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to fluorop.com and use the code PETCITY at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com. Code word P-E-T-S-C-I-T-Y. I love animals. If you ask the question, what do I want? Take affection
0: My pets. The new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping thirty-six billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products. And talk to the companies that make them. Best bets for pets. Every week, only on petliferadio.com.
3: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on
0: Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio.com. <laughs> Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties, Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. I'll try saying that
2: three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back. So as we were speaking... Briefly with Tinsley before our break about her involvement with Second Chance, which is a fund of the American Humane Association, which is headquartered in Inglewood, Colorado, but a nationwide uh, program, of course. Mostly most famous for being the phrase of no animals were harmed during the filming of this movie. Correct, Robin? That's absolutely right. Now you guys and have many other programs as well, and many other pro. Now I was actually speaking with your colleague Eric, and it was interesting with the, you know at the Madison Avenue thing, and it was interesting. He said your origins were actually with horses that came back from World War One. Something and even to...
3: before that, we actually started, our organization started in 1877. That's wow. the time where a lot of ranchers were absolutely distraught over the condition of animals, farm animals, being transported across the country from the east to the west on the new railroad systems. And, mm-hmm. and at the same time, there was a case in New York City about uh, a lovely young girl who was brutally abused by her family. And uh, what we uh, saw was a group of concerned citizens who were interested in protecting the lives of children and animals and the one particular case with the woman uh, with the young girl who was uh, abused uh, the case went to court but was prosecuted under animal welfare laws because there were no children's uh, child abuse
2: you're telling me that there were protections for animals prior to having protections for children in the united states
3: that's exactly right, and American wow. Humane Association grew out of that crisis in our country when we saw even protection of, of farm animals and our children. The most vulnerable in our society, uh, children and animals being absolutely uh, without strong safety nets and without a voice. And mm-hmm. so that's why the American Humane Association was created over 133 years ago today. We absolutely find that today our voices is needed even more. Our mission is even more compelling and even more relevant.
2: You know, I often think about, you know, how you've outgrown, you know, not outgrown, but have evolved from your beginnings. And I know today we'd like to highlight the Second Chance Fund. Could you tell us a little bit about the Second Chance Fund and how it's a little bit perhaps different from other uh, life-saving missions for animals?
3: Well, first of all, we really want to thank Tinsley for being our our ambassador and really our promoter of the Second Chance Fund. It's she's given an awful lot of uh, uh, coverage and press uh, and really awareness to this fund, which is so critical that we feel for protecting abused animals. Second Chance Fund provides a mechanism in place for for those who want to give to give uh, through American Humane. We provide grants and deployment all throughout the country to give. Really, these animals have been abused and neglected a real second chance. And, uh, and that's thanks to Tinsley and, uh, and many of those supporters of her event, uh, and her entire month, adopt a Dog Month, uh, Tinsley, uh, uh, was so generous in giving proceeds of her purse sales to our Second Chance Fund, saving hundreds of animals across this country. So we're, we're thrilled and delighted with her partnership and we know that at the end of the day, she is saving animals uh, one by one. It could be a, a dog like Cotton who was actually rescued in California. And we saw uh, in New York just a few days later uh, at Tinsley's event uh, uh, on Madison Avenue, there was Cotton, uh, an, an elderly dog who had been abandoned and certainly was rescued through uh, the Second Chance Fund.
2: And he, I must tell you, listeners, we we were just talking with Tinsley and Robin, and Cotton is still indeed available for a lucky home, correct? So where would we see a picture of him, or how can we find out more about him?
3: That's exactly right. Cotton, and, and there are just animals that are waiting to be brought home every day at our local shelters, and we at uh, American Humane Association really promote the community that shelters are able to provide. And so we encourage families to go out and open their hearts and, uh, and open their home for a new animal, whether it be a dog or a cat. Uh, certainly the shelters are there to provide that service and to find the, the right new best friend for you to bring into your home. With Check Second Chance Fund, we also have another critical animal protection program. One that I think you mentioned at the very beginning was the uh, the program that started out of World War One, and that's the Red Star Emergency Services. Uh, we convened uh, with, with Teddy Roosevelt back in 1916 and 1917. We deployed a uh, uh, a group of emergency responders uh, in Europe uh, to help with the cavalry horses and other animals who were affected by the First World War. That itself. Uh when, when the war ended we came back and reevaluated and we created at that time the first uh, global uh emergency response services to rescue animals. And we have been working ever since. We were at nine eleven providing critical uh, uh veterinary services uh at uh at the site for searching rescue dogs. We were also uh very uh Active in Katrina, I think we had teams on the ground for nine months post-Katrina working to reunite families with their pets and to provide the critical emergency veterinary services that were needed. We'll see Red Star at hurricanes, floods, and all sorts of disasters that impact our communities across the country, and this team of uh, just top-notch volunteers and American Humane uh, employees are out there to really help our communities when the unthinkable happens.
2: Now, with the the Second Chance Fund, which um, I know you and Tinsley is the spokesperson for, can you kind of take me from, you know, briefly, I guess, from beginning to end on how that service kicks in? From what I understand, the Second Chance Fund is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a special fund that American Humane sets aside for local groups that, you know, have intervened in an abusive situation with an animal and need some financial support to rehabilitate that animal so they're able to be adopted. Is, is that an uh, accurate synopsis of what it does?
3: That is an accurate synopsis. For example, in April uh, this year, in April 2010, we awarded a $20,000 second chance grant to the uh, Dublin Lawrence County Humane Society in Dublin, Georgia, to help care for 71 dogs that were rescued from an animal refuge in southern Mississippi. When we see uh, cases of, of animals that are mistreated across the country, our local shelters need help. They need financial resources to be able to cover the the medical care needed to treat these dogs. And many of these dogs who are in these hoarding cases or refuges, refuges that are just certainly not up to par um, we have to have folks on the ground to rescue those dogs and to provide them with the critical medical care. For example, in Georgia, uh, we cared and uh, provided this grant to help care for mixed breed dogs, which are ranging from six months to seven years old, and they were being housed in the uh, the local humane society's shelter facility in a local boarding kennel. Our grant helped to facilitate uh, medical treatment for everything from heartworms range, broken bones, ear infections, eye problems, and uh, getting them all ready for these animals to be healthy and to be able to be adaptable. And that's the, uh, the end objective with this program, to make sure that we are able to take animals who have been abused and neglected, suffering from maltreatment, get them well, get them healthy, so they will be able to join a family. And um, that's, that's why we uh, need this fund.
2: Now, this is actually a really integral point that you mentioned. You're saying that this was a, an actual rescue in Dublin, Georgia, which I'm, I'm going to assume was the intention of that mission there before you came in was to help animals. But you're saying that when you got there, when you were alerted to the situation, that really was not the case.
3: There are a lot of t- cases of, of hoarding, and I think there's a number of, of shows even out there uh, in, in the entertainment industry that, that discuss or show uh, real live examples of animal hoarding. And, what, and this particular case, in, in actually in southern Mississippi, it was a quote-unquote uh, refuge for animals. In reality, it was uh, a case of, of hoarding, and luckily, very fortunately, we were able to have uh, emergency responders on the ground in partnership with the uh, the Dublin Lawrence County Humane Society to rescue these dogs, uh, the issue again for these local uh, these local community responders is to get the financial resources to be able to pay for care, and that's the purpose of our second chance fund. In this case, in addition to providing the grant, we also provided our emergency responders to go on the ground and to uh, help uh, rescue, and that's through our Red Star Emergency Services.
2: Now for the purposes of this program, how is um, an abused or neglected animal defined? How do you how does the assessment process work? For most
3: we seek uh, great veterinarian care and there's uh, wonderful local veterinarians who volunteer their time or who are actually on staff at shelters across the country. Uh, it's actually even a uh, a particular focus in the uh, veterinary practice is to uh, be trained in shelter care and in uh, emergency care such as this. These vets are really heroes in our communities because they do provide the on the ground. Uh, Care that is needed to get these animals healthy again, if at all possible,
2: Uh, and that uh, they are our local heroes for sure. And I know, and and like know for example here um, in New York, we have a a few groups like that, like New York Save Save Animals and Veterinary Emergency. That's uh, veterinarians that have agreed to work for much lower than their fee or free, you know, donating their services that way. So that those are the type of groups that you might help as well. That's exactly right, and once
3: again, our Second Chance Fund is, is all about, at the end of the day, saving an animal's life and uh, and making sure that the animal is healthy to join our community again, and giving them a really true second chance. Our programs at American Humane though, are designed to help protect both children and animals from abject cruelty, abuse, and neglect, and many of them, at the principal, at the core, are giving second chances for for family members and second chances for animals. And so we really uh, think that that message is important. At American Maine, too, we feel that there's truly no people organization nationally able to combine their research, the advocacy, and the outreach in the interest of protecting our most vulnerable. And uh, uh, we are um, proud of our history, but we certainly know there's great challenges ahead. In fact, we would uh, propose that our... With our recent economy, our stresses in our communities and our stresses on our families have provided us with a situation that is a perfect storm. We need our resources at American Humane even more than we needed almost 133 years ago still our challenging times in our country.
2: When you find that economic times of, of strife like we're having now, or shall we say challenge, do you see any correspondence between animal cruelty and or neglect and the, unfortunately, the financial situation we're in now? Is there, Have you seen any scientific or unscientific correlation with that? We
3: back everything that we do in terms of our programmatic work by uh, by a foundation of solid science-based principles. So we have guidance as well from esteemed members of our American Union Association Scientific Advisory Board. So everything that we we, uh, build a program on and a response is based on science and the facts. And we have validated results of the fact that there are increases in the numbers of um, uh, abuse cases and chronic neglect cases for children and for animals. We also know that it's not just pet companion animals that are being abandoned at rapid pace due to the economy. Families just can't afford to feed their animals. In many cases, they can't afford to feed their children. We also see farm animals being abandoned in greater and greater numbers, including horses and cows and all sorts of uh, farm animals that were part of uh, our uh, community. So we have programs around all animals, and uh, in this this whole continuum of of neglect and what we see, like frankly, the stats show it's an alarming number of increases in both abuse and neglect.
2: In relation to the financial stress uh, that someone might be experiencing,
3: we attribute it to uh, to the fact that our uh, our pure financial resources there's. Uh, a, a a crisis most definitely uh, that our families are experiencing, our farmers are experiencing, and what you what you see is quite frankly um, sometimes it's easier to abandon the animals and just to let them go and I think uh, there are states where this is an absolute crisis from the west to the east, you will read poor, but just uh, lots of documentation, documented evidence about horses just being abandoned, for example, they just can't afford the feed.
2: Mm hmm. You know, that's uh, I, I, mean, I would imagine it, it costs a, a bit to feed and house a horse or any larger, you know, farm animal like that. So tell us if we have a shelter listening or a local community. I know in New York, we have a lot of great, great kind-hearted individuals who who really take it upon themselves to rescue animals so what would the process be say one of them has rescued an animal that clearly has come from an abusive situation but they're faced with the choice of having to take money they're you know they're already stretched funds to care for this one animal and care for the rest of their animals how would they go about uh, applying for help from you?
3: Well, there, you can go to our website at org and you can look into the Second Chance Fund. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity for individuals who are listening to this cast to, to certainly uh, to see our resources. Also on this site, for shelters across this country, we provide uh, free operational guides, which pro- really gives a shelter the series of best practices to run and to manage a shelter in today's, uh, in today's times. We also offer a free OSHA guide, and uh, believe it or not, OSHA is certainly a big part of shelter management. And we've had the first and only OSHA guide written for the shelter community uh, is available for uh, no cost to American Humane Association. So we have provided a, a lot of grassroots resources available at no charge to our shelter community partners if there is an individual on the phone who is interested in learning more i encourage them to reach to their, their local shelter uh community and local community partner and there's lots of opportunities to volunteer and be engaged and to provide a uh, a voice for the voiceless in society today by rescuing and providing resources for our most vulnerable.
2: Now, so Robin and Tinsley, so I know you guys had a, a very successful event on Madison Avenue. Tinsley, from what I understand, 10% of all purchases, was it during the month of October, went toward the Second Chance Fund? Uh, yes, that, that is
4: correct. And also, even, you know, at the end, I mean, it wasn't just about, you know, buying a bag for a percentage of the proceeds that to goes towards. Us. Also, you know, we had donation cards there, too, of course, to just directly donate towards the Second Chance Fund in American Humane.
3: Um, mm-hmm. And,
4: you know, just doing everything I could to, you know, get the word out and also that October was adopt a dog month. So, but even though it's still, it's on October, still want to encourage them pet adoption. And, you know, just it was, it was such a great for me too, with my first event that I did uh, with American Humane Association. And I just want to do um, as many more as I can and just, you know, get as involved as I can with this because it's something that means so much to me. I'm fortunate in New York to be have the opportunity to be a part of lots of different charities in New York, but um, I always felt the need to, to get involved in, with animals. It was something that I hadn't, hadn't been a part of and I, and I wanted to be. And so I'm grateful to get this chance at the American um, Humane Association to do something in the Second Chance Fund. And just, it's really, it's great. And, I, and you know, I just want to do whatever I can to get more involved. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the beginning. It's just the start for me with this. I know there's going to be a lot more to do.
2: So, now, Tinsley, Robin, do you have any final thoughts that you really would like to share with our listeners uh, about the Second Chance Fund, about if they feel at their end of the rope and they need some help? What would you like to say to those folks?
3: I want to say, first and foremost, on behalf of the American Humane Association, we are just thrilled to have this special relationship and partnership with Tinsley. It has been uh, just a, an overwhelming response uh, to the fact that she's interested in this cause. She's providing so much awareness and attention to this issue, which is critical. And we believe that by strengthening this inextricable bond between people, animals, and the world we share, at the end of the day, we're building a more humane uh, America and a more humane uh, series of communities that, uh, that we can all embrace. It's a great legacy. And Tinsley? you know, just
4: again, that I'm really grateful to be working with them. And it's, it, um it's just the beginning. And, you know, for me, uh you know, 11, 12 years ago, I, I really wasn't aware of this problem as much, you know, and I didn't, you know, I, I did get my dogs from, you know, a store, from a pet shop. And, you know, now if I had known, you know, I, I would have adopted and, you know, of course now forward, that is, that is what I'm going to do. And just to encourage adoption, um because, you know, it's think, what is it, about 3.7 million um animals, you know, are euthanized and healthy, treatable animals in shelters, and it just doesn't need to happen, and just, you know, really want to encourage people to adopt pets. It's just so important to give them a, a loving home and, of course, the Second Chance Fund just to, to give, you know, these babies a second chance, you know, at life and to have a happy ending is just um so important.
2: Okay. So again, we've been speaking with Tinsley Mortimer of socialite fame. I know you don't like that word. So let us call you a designer and a trailblazer and someone who's becoming increasingly involved in animal rescue through the Second Chance Fund and American Humane. And we were also speaking with Dr. Robin Gansert, president and CEO of the American Humane Association. And uh, we're both delighted that you made time to speak with us. Us today and uh, listeners, we will have that website listed on the Pet Life Radio website, Pets in the City, AmericanHumane.org, and you would click on the Second Chance line and uh, find out some more about it. So thank you again, Tinsley and Robin. Really appreciate you spending time with us today. Thank you. You. And that'll do it for this episode of Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. Wanna thank Tinsley and Doctor Ganzer once again for visiting with us and telling us what they're doing for animals at American Humane and combination with Samantha Thavasa again the the sale that would go to the Second Chance Fund is now done, but definitely check out their website because it's really cool stuff. It's um, Samantha I'll spell it for you. S-A-M-A N-T-H-A-T-H-A-V-A-S-A-U-S-A dot com. But you know what? I'm going to put that on the website too. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and we will have a new show for you very soon. Take care. New
0: York. The glitz, the glamour, the exciting mutt The sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City. With your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.